2: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip. We're glad that you've been able to join us this Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sim Trainer brings Shooting From the Hip to you every week, or at least every week that we can, when we're not uh, preempted by a basketball or football game. And in fact, part of the reason I'm alone here in the studio today is because I had heard something about there being a game today. So uh, that's the reason that Jeff is with us on the phone Uh, He was out of town and and helping uh, his brother out and couldn't get back in time for this. So, uh, Jeff, we've got you on as well. There's uh, a lot of stuff that has happened uh, over the last week, most of it crazy, some of it good. Uh, We'll talk about those things as well, but I want to let you know that you can find out a lot more about Sim Trainer by going to our website at sim-trainer.com. Or you can call the, uh, you call the range at 293-3914. That's area code 937-293-3914. And one of our staff members will take your questions and get as much information to you as uh, you could possibly imagine. We have all kinds of things going on there. Uh, there's also our schedule of events is on the website. You can go to our calendar. You can see when the range is going to be closed for a class, which is not too often during recreational shooting hours. But we do that occasionally for first shots in the concealed carry class uh, and with also all the other classes that we have going on there. You can also get our Facebook feed. If you go to Facebook.com slash SimTrainer, that's a great way to get information. We put, post a lot of information out there, uh, give you a heads up about things that are going on. And uh, we also have a Twitter feed that is usually tied to that. So whichever one of those that uh, you're into, you can find out what's going on at Sim Trainer. We also have a, an email list. That's a great way to get updates on things that are going on because uh, that's where we will typically you'll find the first new information about things that are available at the range uh, when we get new guns in for our uh, try before you buy program or f- just for the range program for people to come and rent. Uh, when we have new classes that are added and things like that. And one of the new classes that we have added right now is our emergency um, tr- trauma class. We have, that's not a new class to us, but it's one that we get scheduled uh, just when the uh, doctor is available to teach that class. Uh, we we really appreciate his time that he comes out. I took this class. It is probably the best uh Come, you know, boiled down first aid for serious trauma. If someone is bleeding out or can't breathe, this class will give you the information, and that includes if it's you, so stuff that you can do for yourself. Um, Well, as I mentioned, Jeff is with me on the phone, and I guess maybe I should take a breath and give him a chance to say something about that class, because it is super.
3: Yeah, that's a class taught by Dr. Brian Springer, who's been uh, a life member of the range. Uh, He's a an uh, emergency room physician at Kettering, and uh, he's been doing this. He has military experience, SWAT experience, and uh, he's one of the probably, I'm, I'm not going to say world-renowned, but certainly a nationally renowned um, uh, doctors in the area of emergency trauma, and uh, he does a great job teaching self-aid and buddy aid, and uh, what they found over the years is they've done normal first aid classes uh, you know, many, many times uh, over and over and over, and they find that in many of the uh, traumatic situations involving active shooters and natural catastrophes, um, it's not so much the ability to get somebody's heart pumping again as it is to stop bleeding in order to save lives. So that's what that class deals with, and uh, we want to encourage you uh, to take a look at the the description and see if it's something that, that interests you. I know, Mark, you mentioned that, um, you know, each week we go through droves and droves of information that we're, we're subject to, and we find different things. And this past week, uh, we talked right before the show, and I know I, I sent you a text when I told you I was going to be out of the, out of the area as to what I wanted to make sure we covered. But um, this last week, the Democrats uh, moved forward with uh, some of the legislation in the House that we've uh, been talking about the last couple of weeks. And of particular relevance was, uh, um, I believe it was, uh, what's the number, Mark? Is it House Bill Eight? the first bill that yeah yes, yes house
2: bill 8 is the that, is is uh is the is the one of the big bills that has been going yeah. through and yeah that's the one that yeah, they, had the ridiculous stuff going on yeah
3: they had a provision in there where um if an illegal alien is uh caught trying to buy a firearm uh they did not want the individual local law enforcement agencies to turn them over to ice and yeah, when let me, I talked to mark about that provision Um, I was just overwhelmed because it it just went to it struck home the idea that uh, they're not interested in uh, uh, stopping gun violence. They're interested in gun control.
2: Yeah, that really is the bottom line. And and I think one of the things that's important about that particular provision is it was not in the bill to begin with. Uh, This was a bill that was uh, proposed as an amendment uh, by. Representative Doug Collins, who's a Republican from Georgia, and made a motion to recommit the legislation and amend it to include a provision that would require any failure on the NICS check um, for an illegal alien that, that they would then automatically get reported to ICE, the uh, customs enforcement, integration and customs enforcement. And what's tragic about that is that although it passed, it only passed by 220 to 209. Um, that, that is ridiculous. That should have been a slam dunk. Everybody should have completely agreed if the purpose was to really reduce violent crime and to make sure that criminals don't get guns. So here you I have a situation where somebody is in the country illegally. They're already a prohibited person. Anybody who is not here legally is not, is not permitted to own a firearm. And then when they go to buy a firearm and it shows up that they are not allowed to have a firearm... And then to say, oh, no, we're not going to turn that information over to Immigration and Customs Enforcement. For anybody to argue that, it just is very telling that their whole deal is about preventing law-abiding citizens from being able to get what they need in order to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. And instead, they were more concerned about, well, you know, this is a Democrat thing, and that was a Republican amendment, and so we have to try to vote against it. There were a lot of people who well, got yeah. spanked for that as a result, and one of those was yeah. Majority Whip James Clyburn, who is no fan of gun control. I mean, no fan of the right to keep and bear arms. He's adamant anti-gun uh, person and is the uh, I believe he's the head of the uh, the Democrat um, the Black Caucus, the um, House yeah. Black Caucus, and uh, uh, Congressional Black Caucus, um, and and he has. Was sitting there as uh, um, back when they were doing the hearings with um, sitting next to Trey Gowdy and some of the some of the conflict back and forth over the the investigations that were going on and some of the things that he said he's clearly not a, a strong supporter but he he went ahead and let this thing go through and this the fact that that uh, that that happened that it was that they lost. 26 democrats to that vote Um, the speaker of the house nancy pelosi was pretty upset about that and again once proving that it's not about doing what's right doing making sure that criminals don't get guns it's about making sure their agenda their gun control agenda passes through
3: mark that classic example where when anybody any american who looks at um, the essence of what we're discussing here would say wait a minute you mean to tell me there are people who would actually oppose uh, local law enforcement turning over illegal aliens who attempted to buy firearms? In and of on its face, just with that information and nothing more, it, it just seems totally preposterous. That was that'd be the case, and and over 200 people, uh, 200 uh, Democratic uh, Congresspeople are in favor of that. Um, they're, they're already opposed that. They don't want people to be turned over to ICE so that they can be dealt with and and likely deported. Um, regardless of what their intention was for buying the, the gun, we can argue that all day long. And I'm sure they're going to say that, you, you know, that there are other legitimate reasons that they would attempt to buy firearms. Maybe they didn't know that they were prohibited from. Regardless of what the circumstance is, um, they were illegal in the first place, and they were committing an illegal act. And they should be turned over to ICE and dealt with accordingly. But it just goes right back to what we've been saying all along, and I want our listeners to, to really – get a grasp of what's happening in the legislation that's being pushed forward through this current uh, session of Congress, Um, uh, in the House in particular. It's going to be interesting to see how things fare in in the Senate, because there's already some talk that some of the GOP senators are talking about um, uh, maybe taking a middle road response and trying to strike a compromise uh, relative to uh, some of the legislation that's going through But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But it surely isn't in the name of trying to curtail violence. It's just in the name of trying to uh, get gun control and law-abiding citizens.
2: Yeah, and that would really be the essence of unilateral disarmament because what we have going on in the House is a voting bloc that is completely opposed to your liberties when it comes especially to the Second Amendment. But that's not the only place opposed to everything that the president has tried to do. And that has been done up to this point. And it's, and it's not because they disagree with the policies, because many of the policies were ones that they advocated for, but it's because it's coming from this administration and because it's not any longer listed as their idea. So they're just going to oppose it because they can oppose it, not because of the policy.
3: Well, you know, Mark, we've talked several times. This is much broader than just gun control. Absolutely. Um, this is a, a general movement movement to try to impose a socialist ideology. It's an attack on our constitution by, you know, when you talk about what's going on in the world, um, there is a, a large faction nationwide that's trying to move towards a new world order. And I know people think that other people who talk about these sorts of things are crazy, but when you look at what's actually going on right now, and you look at the, the language that the far left is using, there's no doubt that they are in line with uh, uh, trying to change the United States from what it is to what they want. And uh, what they want in in their mind is something like what's going on in Venezuela, obviously, not necessarily with all the chaos that's going on, but the the total control of people's lives, all the way down to food distribution and um, uh, medicine, You know, who gets what type of medicine, medical care, uh, because that provides them with ultimate control. And that's where they're headed right now. And I don't think um, I used to think in my lifetime, I think we're on the most dangerous times in the last 58 years that, that, that I can remember um, way things were. I remember prior to my birth in the late 50s, and you can probably correct me because you're a little bit older than me, still too young to probably remember it personally, but there was a concern about uh, communism back in the mid to late 50s, and, and there was a lot of uh, you know, things going on. But as far as what's really happening in the country— I think we're in dangerous times right now.
2: Yeah, I I would I would tend to agree, and uh, it's and it's much in the the same type of problem. It's not because you know the the House Un-American Activities Committee and all of the things that went on in that particular uh, that that ver- the red wave concern and so forth. There was a threat. I don't think the threat was what they are you know what the way they articulated it, but in this case. The threat is not law abiding gun owners and everything that they're doing is opposing law abiding gun owners, not opposing anything that has to do with crime. In fact, that was brought out in one of the discussions where they said you just want to do something, whether it'll work or not, or even especially if it won't. That's not going to solve any problems. You're not really talking about trying to reduce crime. You're talking about trying to reduce either the number of guns owned by law-abiding citizens or just the number of guns out there entirely, none of which is going to do anything to reduce crime because we've seen that over and over and over. All right, we're going to need to take our first break for the hour. Uh, If you'd like to get in on this lively discussion, please give us a call at 457-1290. We'll take your calls uh, after the break. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro. Or SHOOTING FROM THE HIP ON AM 1290 AND NEWS 957
0: WHIO. IT'S AN ASK THE EXPERTS WEEKEND ON DAYTON AND SPRINGFIELD'S 24 HOUR NEWS WEATHER AND TRAFFIC STATION AM 1290 AND NEWS 957 WHIO. HER EYE LINGERS ON THE
4: DIAMOND PENDANTS IN THE JEWELRY CASE, HIS ON THE SWISS TIMEPIECES HE NOTICES AT THE GYM. BOTH KNOW THERE'S NO BETTER WAY TO CELEBRATE LIVES TOGETHER THAN FINE JEWELRY. And no better time than Friday and Saturday, March 8th and 9th when James Free Jewelers invites you to our 79th anniversary sale and discover our entire Kettering showroom at prices with up to 70% savings. Partnerships with designers like Roberto Coyne, Marco Piggigo, Cartier and more allow us to offer diamond jewelry, bracelets, rings, earrings, pendants, Swiss timepieces and estate collection pieces at our very best prices of up to 70% off. This event is two days only, March 8th and 9th, so mark your calendar and celebrate radiantly with James Free at 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering. Remember, Rolex Tudor, Patek Philippe, and David Yerman are not included. Some items one of a kind and subject to prior sale. Please see James Free Jewels for details.
5: Spring for new tires at Grismer now through March 31st. Buy four eligible Bridgestone or Firestone tires, and you can get a $60 instant savings, and increase your savings to $100 when you use your Grismer credit card account. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of any four new tires. Lifetime balancing and rotation included. Now is the perfect time to spring for new tires. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932.
0: Offer valid March 1st through 31st, 2019. Restrictions and limitations apply. See store for details. Subject to. Credit approval.
1: Hi, I'm Bill Hausman, owner of A1 Sprinkler. Having a partner like Farmers & Merchants Bank means they know me by my name. My loan officer is always eager to help me with any of my banking needs.
2: Thanks, Bill. Unlike those bigger banks, we understand what it takes for small businesses to succeed. I'm Clint Morton with
6: Farmers & Merchants Bank, and we have a cool offer for you. For a limited time, get a free Yeti cooler when you apply for and close a new business loan. Does your bank do that? Farmers &
2: Merchants Bank, FDIC insured, equal housing lender.
7: If cabin fever has you bouncing off the walls,
3: you've got to be at Indian Lake for the 63rd Annual Indian Lake Boat Show, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Visit Indian Lake Marine, Spend-A-Day Marine, and Bud's Marine, all within five minutes shopping time for this fabulous boat display. See hundreds of new boats, from fishing to pontoons, plus used boats, motors, trailers, and accessories. The spectacular Indian Lake Boat Show, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Friday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sunday till 5.
7: Great boats, great fun. See you there. Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness, and we are extending our offer for a free 30-day membership. That's right. You can still check us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. We have eight locations with tons of equipment, rows of cardio, and group fitness classes. We also have free childcare and free tanning. You can even do your cardio in our movie theater. Also, most of our clubs are open 24 hours. So don't wait. Get your free 30-day membership by stopping in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com.
0: Better squeeze that lucky rabbit's foot, check
3: your horoscope, and shake that lucky eight ball. Powerball is up to $348 million. That's $348 million. Take on the odds your way and play Powerball today. And for a limited time, play Pick 3 for chances to win more, nearly 20% more at no additional cost during our popular Pick 3 Red Ball promotion. Lottery players are subject to Ohio Laws and Commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
6: Mostly cloudy skies out there today with a high temperature of 43 degrees will drop down to 28 degrees under mostly cloudy skies tonight. Snow likely throughout the day on Sunday, arriving in the morning hours, lasting through the afternoon and into the early evening hours. Dayton will specifically see anywhere from one to two inches with higher totals towards the south and lower totals towards the north of Dayton. High temperature 33 degrees on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957,
0: WHIO. Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip. Uh, We were just talking before the break about some of the nonsense going on in Washington and really some of the ways that it is changing or has the potential to change the culture and the nature of the United States of America.
3: You know, Mark, I was uh, I was just thinking when you were talking that when I started uh, talking to the people at WHIO to um, start doing the radio show, never in my wildest dreams that in uh, February of 2019 that I think we'd be talking about uh, socialism and uh, um, the the effect of uh, people who have social, social socialist ideology and how they're trying to turn this country. From what the, the great thing that it is to something that I don't think the I think it's pretty clear that the overwhelming majority of Americans uh, have want no part of uh, when they see what's going on on the world scene, uh, not only relative to guns, but on uh, many many other issues: uh, free speech, um, healthcare, uh, religion, um, you name it, pretty much across the board. Uh, obviously, immigration and open borders, the, those kinds of discussions. What's going on with the UN? Um, it, it's it's frightening. That uh, we've, we're devoting time in this show. That we could be doing product reviews, talking about upcoming events, the fun about the, you know spring coming and the the steel challenge and those sorts of things. And we're certainly going to um, talk about those things in upcoming shows. But we want to make sure people are ever ever so vigilant on the critical issues, so they're staying on top of things getting a hold of their congressmen and their representatives and letting them know how they feel because it does have an effect. I will just tell you in that regard, and I'll turn it back over to you, Mark. In the last week, I got two responses, one from Mike Turner and one from one of the state reps that I contacted relative to some stuff that's going on. And uh, they are at least – it's number one, I was very glad to get quick responses. Number two, I was glad to see they're paying attention to what's going on because without us letting them know, some of them might make other issues come to the fore.
2: So you did not get a response from Senator Brown, I assume.
3: Uh, no, I did not. Uh,
2: and I know that Senator Brown got the letter. So, yes, he did. and that's and that's kind of that's part of the the problem that we're seeing that this has all become all about politics. It's all become about what side of the aisle you're on, and far less about the issues. This is something that we have mentioned and talked about several times. Those of us who believe strongly that the constitution means what it says we talk about the issues we talk about why things are bad or why things are good or why they need to be done or why they shouldn't be done based on the actual facts and the issues and the impacts and the data and so forth and then in response we get attacks that are ad hominem or personal attacks saying that well you're just uh, you know you're just evil you just want uh, bad things to happen Uh, You want you you don't care that there's gun violence, which, as we've said before and I've said many times, it's not about the guns. It's about whether or not there's violence. And when there is violence, that's something that we need to address. That's not something that we should just say, um, well, you know, it's because of the guns and therefore we need to get rid of the guns. That'll take care of the violence. All the data we've seen in the last 40 years has shown that's not the case. There have been many things that have reduced violence over that period of time. The, the time when uh, gun control gets more legs, that is not a time when gun violence, as they like to call it, goes down. And in fact, some of the places with the most strict gun controls in the state experiments are the places that have the worst violence. It's not something that you're going to... Uh, reduce the number of guns because as we've said many times and as another uh, study has now shown criminals don't buy guns from gun stores they get them in other places they get them off the street they get them from other criminals that's not going to change with the passing of some law that affects only those people who are willing to follow it by definition we're talking about law-abiding citizens
3: you know and what you said there mark you know the classic example is Chicago and we keep we keep mentioning it, but then you don't have to even look at Chicago if you take the top 20 um, cities across the country. There are a couple who have taken aggressive initiatives to curb gun violence, but the majority of them have turned a blind eye on it. It's almost as if they've given up, Mark, because they realize the policies that they've been implementing for 20, 30, 40 years aren't working. So they overlook what they're doing in the the, the decay and the um, the detrimental effects of what their policies haven't done, and they still continue to shout the rhetoric, but they don't look at the actuality of what's going on in those towns. And it's it's horrific. Chicago is a classic example. You know, a town of that city, 700, uh, 750 homicides, thousands of shootings every year, um, every weekend in the you know double digits, often up in 2030 uh, shootings a, a weekend. So it, it's just terrible what's going on and nothing is changing in the near future with the way they do their do business.
2: And another example that we can use, Uh, just before we quickly head out to the news is that you look at New York and what happened under Rudy Giuliani, the gun laws didn't change. The crime went down because of rigorous police enforcement, but had nothing to do with changing gun laws. All right. We'll be back after this news break. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro and shooting from the hip on AM 1290 news 95, seven WHIO.
0: station Dayton turns to you first for live team coverage of breaking news. W-H-I-O Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
6: Fox News. I'm Debbie Handley. President Trump speaking at the CPAC conference in Maryland. And what we did in 2016, the election,
8: we call it, with a capital E, It's never been done before, and we're going to do it, I think, again in 2020, and the numbers are going to be even bigger.
6: The president says lawmakers expanding their investigations of him are sick. Bernie Sanders holding a presidential campaign rally today in his hometown of Brooklyn.
4: We will no longer accept the absurd situation. ...where large, multi-billion dollar corporations like Amazon, Netflix, and General Motors pay nothing in federal income taxes.
6: The Vermont senator says President Trump is the most dangerous president in modern U.S. history. This is Fox News. Find new roads to savings
1: at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation... Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks and trucks to get you through the winter snow. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership.
7: We urge you to take the
3: easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles.
1: Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehLChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale Chevrolet.
6: Mostly cloudy skies out there today with a high temperature of 43 degrees will drop down to 28 degrees under mostly cloudy skies tonight. Snow likely throughout the day on Sunday, arriving in the morning hours, lasting through the afternoon and into the early evening hours. Dayton will specifically see anywhere from one to two inches with higher totals towards the south and lower totals towards the north of Dayton. High temperature 33 degrees on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
0: When the- Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups. Depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip uh, with Jeff Pedro, who's with us on the phone line. And uh, we've this has been one of those weeks when, when you look at all the stuff that's been going on, it's hard to... Keep your head from exploding. I mean, duct tape has been flying off the shelves.
3: You know, Mark, I just wanted to tie into something you mentioned at the um, end of the last segment, and that was when you talk about law enforcement. What happened in New York? Um, one of the other aspects is just absolutely dreadful. And having retired from law enforcement, knowing the impact you can have when you're able to aggressively uh, enforce the laws, there are plenty of books of laws on the books, and we have the opportunity to enforce them. And we get results, but there's a general attitude of of lawlessness that's kind of pervasive in this country and I think it uh, it began even before Michael Brown but I think it's stored it it's in in Ferguson but it started to really get uh, much worse. Uh, over the last five to seven years. And what I'm talking about there is there's a general disrespect for law enforcement. There's a disregard for what law enforcement is, the, is you know, their purpose to do within communities. Matter of fact, there are some communities, and I find this absolutely amazing that it's allowed to happen in New York and Minnesota, um, in um, Muslim um, neighborhoods, they have special police who dress sort of like the police, drive cars sort of like the police. I'm not sure if they have firearms, but they respond initially to many of the calls for service for law enforcement in those communities because they don't want police officers doing it. Now, not only is that a dangerous initiative, but um, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a a law enforcement perspective. Well, then when you add that to the fact that there are people, um, many of them being our legislators and and people making laws who are kind of trying to diminish the role of law enforcement – and, uh you know you talk about abolishing ice you talk about not giving um the numbers that they need to control immigration uh you, you look at the 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 understaffing of municipal law enforcement so I remember when I came to Dayton in 1989 I think their authorized strength was just short of 700 now I believe they're about three hundred and fifty to three hundred seventy five and when yeah, you consider like
2: the increase in like population that. that's even worse
3: that's uh, and, the, and the way crime is and the and it, you know you, you add to that the the, the surge of drug-related uh, crime, um, not only violence, but just the, the, drug, the drug world. Um, there's a need for more law enforcement, but that's just another example where I think the far left is, is way off base and another example of how they're trying to get a foothold on getting control of people's lives.
2: All right. Well, we do have full lines, and uh, Carl has been waiting for a while to get on, so let's go out to Carl from New Carlisle. Carl, welcome to the show.
9: Thank you. I'd like to make a really quick sidebar comment. I'm a member of the NRA. I've Thank yet you. to hear an anchor say a gun walked in and held up the First National Bank. <laughs> it's always been carried by a man. Yeah. And with that, I'd like to go to my initial issue, I'm 78. I can remember when Nikita Khrushchev was uh, president of Russia. And he was to have made the comment somewhere, we will conquer the United States without firing a shot.
2: Tear us down from the inside.
9: When you look at these Ivy League professors' support of socialism, and how many decades have they been working on this? I think they've been playing chess and we've been playing checkers. And my fear is for my grandchildren by the time they come into the workforce, what's this world going to be like?
2: Carl, thanks very much for your call. That's, that's a serious concern. It's something that I think that uh, if you talk to Jeff and I, we would both have some of those same kind of concerns. And that's, that's just a, a, something that we have allowed to creep in over a long period of time. This is not something that's happened suddenly overnight. But it's gotten to the point where you can see it much more brightly now, especially now that it's it seems like since the uh, 2018 election that all of the masks are off there. All of the things that people were trying to hide before seem to be completely out and in the open. And it is uh, it's just an It's just uh, totally amazing. Uh, Thanks very much for calling. Let's jump out to talk to Duke, who's uh, in Wilmington. Duke, welcome to the show.
7: Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. And um, believe me, I'm a vet. I'm all about the law. But the problem we have as gun owners is when we talk about being law-abiding citizens as opposed to the Constitution, we're missing the larger point. There are tens of thousands of laws on the books that violate the Constitution, We need to focus back on that in repealing laws. And the easy example is if I make a suppressor just for fun, I'm absolutely within the bounds of the Constitution. But I'm violating the NFA and probably state and local laws. So now I'm a de facto criminal. That's ridiculous. We need to get back to treating the Constitution as a right, and we need to let the laws flow from that, which means, just like with religion, almost no laws.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I don't know how long you've been listening to our show, but you've heard me many times talk about the only law that we really needed for and, and have should have in place is the Second Amendment. It covers everything we need to cover with respect to gun laws, but with respect to other laws, the boundaries that, was laid, that were laid out for the federal government in the Constitution have been stepped over so many times that I, I think people have just lost count.
7: Well, and I'd agree with that, but that's the thing. As as gun owners, we need to get back to the discussion, and, and I have buddies who used to think I was somewhat of an extremist on my views, and these were guys in uniform as well. But talking with folks it's very plain. If you believe the Second Amendment is a right, then automatic weapons, suppressors, short barrel rifles, you name it, you're good to go. As soon as people want to start restricting that, where they support CCW or background check or whatever, then they no longer view the Second Amendment as a right. And that's not to beat on our fellow gun owners, it's to educate them and say, hey, you have to start looking at this, big picture, what it means. If you truly believe that it's not the weapon, it's the user, then it doesn't matter what the weapon is. Me having a short barrel rifle, I'm not saying I have one, but I'm saying were I to have one that wasn't registered on the books, I'm a criminal, but I'm not going to do any criminal act with it. Same thing as a bad guy who has a 16-inch barrel carbine and goes out and commits a criminal act. The length of the barrel has nothing to do with it, and we need to view it that way as gun owners.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. Duke, thanks very much for calling the show. Let's uh, jump out and talk to Ed, who's calling from Medway. Ed, welcome to the show.
8: Yeah, I I have a different thing. Uh, I'm worried about the way the financial institutions, banks, credit cards, are, are trying to cut down on loaning money to any gun manufacturer or or any, any people would sell guns, and even to individuals, and nobody seems to be worried about that. They're going to if they choke off the money supply, there'll be no money to buy anything. And uh, I'm surprised that they they don't. There's uh, something in the charter when you give the money, get is given to banks. Aren't they required to follow the law?
2: Well, that's an interesting well, point. When I mean, in Project Choke Point was part of that. Go ahead, Jeff.
3: I can personally mention, and there's no secret about this, we've been personally a victim of that kind of strategy relative to a a lending institution, and I'm not yet going to disclose them, but I've already told them at some point they're going to be revealed. But relative to our online presence, uh, one of the banks that we do business with have told us that they are not going to let us process the credit cards uh, for the sale and purchase of firearms. Uh, on the internet. And when I asked specifically for why, um, they they said, well, we don't want to be involved in uh, the chaos and the, the carnage that's going on around the country. I tried to explain what we do, how it's done, that even though it's done on the internet, it requires a background check before the firearm is still transferred. All the they transfers are done in care. person. Yes. Yes. My attorney actually sent a um, a notarized letter requesting a policy, and they indicated they do not have policy. It's just a, quote, practice, unquote, because they feel it uh, as an organization that it's right for them to do. And what they told us was that they put us in the high risk category, the same with um, uh, loan sharking and um, uh, clubs and things like that. If you can believe that, that's what the actual representative from the bank said were high risk and therefore they're minimizing their risk and they weren't going to put anything in writing. And the, the good thing about it is there's two precedents. Uh, lawsuits that have moved through the courts, one involving Wells Fargo uh, Bank and another, I can't remember the other, where um, they were found to uh, be violative of um, the people's, the, the, the gun. In um, one case, it was a manufacturer, and, the, and there were several people in the lawsuit, and several um, distributors, they were found to be discriminatory in their lending practices. So that is that is an issue that is currently being addressed locally, uh, statewide, and nationally. Because there are lending institutions who are trying to do that, as well as retailers who are trying to put the uh, the kibosh on uh, the, the transfer of firearms. We, we've mentioned that uh, uh, Field and Stream, uh, their 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 mother organization, um, what is Dicks. It, I can't. Dicks. Dicks. Yeah. Dicks sporting Goods have made the decision that they're not going to sell uh, modern sporting rifles. Um, and uh, although they have the right to do that from a business perspective, the, to- the, the these kinds of issues. Uh, are being looked at and they are being scrutinized and there's already pending, already decided, pending and likely future pending legislation in that regard. And I will tell you, the NRA is taking the lead in, in partnering with a couple of lending institutions that are trying to make it so not only we as uh, sellers, but you as buyers can get credit cards that you know that uh, the people that are um, uh, sponsoring the credit card are gun-friendly. So they're moving in that direction, and I think that's one way we're going to be able to combat some of this. I don't think we're ever going to be able to eliminate it or we're going to be able to combat it, but just say we're not going to do business with your institution anymore.
2: So, does that, Ed, does that make you feel a little bit less uh, concerned I, about I it? I
8: feel a little bit little bit better. I know my, my congressman, Warren Davidson, he's he's 100% in favor of us. He's a former Army Ranger, as Ranger, yes. you probably know, so... At least I have some good representation. We do.
2: And in oh, fact, there are s- several of our representatives fall in that same category of people who are strongly in favor of your individual right to keep and bear arms.
8: And I heard a few comments from CPAC by John Lott, and he was visibly uh, upset. Yeah. You, you probably heard those yeah. too. So thanks a lot.
2: Yeah, Ed, thanks very yeah. much for calling the show.
3: Mark, I'll tell you and our listeners, when I sat in that meeting in that baking institution and listened to the rationale. And when the one lady came right out and said, without any basis, said that we are really, in, this is right after Parkland, yes. um, by the way, she said, we are interested in trying to stop things like that happening. And I, I immediately came unglued within an orderly way, but you you know me, um, I may, i let the facts be known. And I said, there's nothing you can do to stop things like Parkland. And she said, I beg to differ. If we stop giving money to anybody that wants to buy a gun, then we're not going to be involved in that process. And I said, so are you going? And my my next response was, are you going to give money to anybody who wants to buy a car? And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, you know how many people get killed in this country with uh, motor vehicles? She goes, well, that's different. Oh, it's I different. Okay, it Ask those people
2: difference. in New York yes. who got run yes. over by a guy in a car.
3: Exactly. How and is it different? If it's intentional or accidental, the point is they're blaming the object as opposed to the behavior of the individual. It doesn't matter if it's a person that goes out and gets drunk or a person that's on their cell phone or a person who runs a a stop sign. The bottom line, it's not the car that did the damage. It's the person who engaged in the behavior, just like it's the person who uses a firearm to commit a a felonious assault or a a murder. And that's where they just – their rationale is flawed. They have uh, drank the poison. And they're just buying into the rhetoric of the anti-gun community, and they're really thinking. But I, I really think that once uh, many organizations make it so that organizations like us, like gun manufacturers, and like our consumers, can get credit cards that are um, from companies that are totally gun friendly, and withdraw or stop our credit cards and those other non-gun friendly, they're going to start when they see dollar loss. That's when it starts to get their attention. Right, and right and now, that's. And I wanted to, go ahead yeah i just wanted to close mark and i'll leave it with you um i wanted to mention that all these uh, callers and all of our listeners it's it, it's it's the lack it's the attention that people are paying now to the things that are going on our first caller 78-year-old man in the twilight of his life. He should not have to worry about these things, about what he's going to pass on, what legacy is going to be passed on to his grandkids. But the good thing is he is. He is concerned because we've been apathetic in this country for many years, and we let things sneak through under the radar, and that's why we're at where we're at now. But the good thing is we're changing the tide. We're paying attention. We're letting people know, and we're no longer going to be the silent uh, majority. We're going to be the vocal majority, and that's going to help make changes.
2: Well, I think what is something that we really need to remember is that um, our opponents, the, the people who are trying to take away our liberties, will not give up. They're persistent. They've been relentless. They take every incremental step. And far too often we say, if I can't fix all of it, I'm not interested in taking any of it. I don't want your yeah, partial fix. I want, I want the whole thing right now. Well, you know, we didn't lose them that way. We're not going to get them back that way. Um, before we run out of time in this segment, let's jump out and talk with Steve, who's calling from Dayton. Steve, welcome to the show.
10: Hey, thank you. Uh, two, two things very quickly. Uh, first of all I I've, uh, I talked to you last week I think about not to be infringed upon. but I believe that there's more Democrats who are gun owners and belong to the NRA than there are Republicans. And I don't believe for one minute that these people in the Democratic Party don't have something to say about what nancy pelosi and that group's trying to do to the second
2: amendment well you're absolutely right and they need to speak up because right. they're going to hear more from the people <laughs> who supported them in the election and when it's somebody who said i voted for you and you are not representing me that gets a message a lot clearer than someone like me calling sherrod brown who you know he doesn't have to look very far to find out that he's not been on my voter list for ever right.
10: And and secondly, why uh, I, I don't understand the Republican Party leadership seems to not want to get down and dirty with the Democrats and what they say and what they print. I know there's got to be wealthy Republicans out there who can take the statistics that we know are factual and have them printed in every major newspaper in the country on page two, such as... South Africa, there were over eighty six thousand white farmers and their families murdered last year in that country. Why? Because they didn't have anything to protect themselves with. Australia, mm-hmm. New Zealand, all the countries where the populace has had their guns taken from them are have become socialists and they control the people. London, England. There are now I think fifty seven mosques in England. There's 18 or 19 major cities with Muslim mayors. They have their own little Muslim police force where the where the cops, the bobbies are not even allowed to go into those neighborhoods. Uh, it just it, it, it the writings on the wall and starting back in 1939
8: with Hitler.
2: Um, I, I would love to continue this. In fact, I'm going to just put you on hold because we need to take our last break for the hour. This is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro with Shooting From the Hip on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
0: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic and our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
7: Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50%, depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Right now at Menards, get 11% off everything, including Dutch
5: Boy paint. Spring for new tires at Grismer. Now through March 31st, buy four eligible Bridgestone or Firestone tires and you can get a $60 instant savings and increase your savings to $100 when you use your Grismer credit card account. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of any four new tires. Lifetime balancing and rotation included. Now is the perfect time to spring for new tires. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust
6: since 1932.
0: Offer valid March 1st through 31st, 2019. Restrictions and limitations apply. See store for details subject to credit approval.
6: Mostly cloudy skies out there today with a high temperature of 43 degrees will drop down to 28 degrees under mostly cloudy skies tonight. Snow likely throughout the day on Sunday, arriving in the morning hours, lasting through the afternoon and into the early evening hours. Dayton will specifically see anywhere from one to two inches with higher totals towards the south and lower totals towards the north of Dayton. High temperature 33 degrees on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
0: If our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM twelve ninety and News 957 WHIO.
2: Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery with Jeff Pedro for Shooting from the Hip, and we have on the phone with us Steve, who'd called in from Dayton. Uh, Steve, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging on.
10: Hi. Uh, another thing, like uh, uh, South Africa, I'm going to use that for an example. That is uh, not only a land grab to take everything that those people own, which that wacko Del Blasio wants to do in New York, take everybody's property, but those people we know are going to be slaughtered. They know they're going to be slaughtered. They have no way to defend themselves. I've got some buddies who were Vietnam vet buddies who went to South Africa, and they became what they call range wardens. And let's face it, they were mercenaries. But they didn't have that problem then. These guys would set up deer stands at night. They had night vision goggles. And they literally got paid so much per head of these people that came in, tried to sneak in, and butcher their families. And you didn't have that problem then. Now that they've got no guns, they have no way to protect themselves. They've also outlawed, outlawed baseball bats in South Africa. If you don't have a glove, a ball, and a game to go to,
3: they can arrest you for having a ball bat. Right, right. Well, you know, Steve, I'm glad you called uh, relative to the larger issue. And I just want to mention that, um, you know, when you look at all the things you've talked about, and you know, where we're headed, what's going on in the present uh, situation, it's good to see that people are starting to pay attention and to get vocal about it. Because we've got uh, a generation that's been, uh, maybe a generation and a half, that's been brainwashed. Uh, I'm talking uh, kids between the ages of 18 and probably 35. They've been brainwashed. If you listen to our callers, and I'm going to make a prediction here, Mark, and uh, I think you'll agree, uh, the average age of callers is probably over 40 to 50 years of age. They've lived their lives. They are uh, concerned about issues. Maybe they've been a little bit apathetic in the past, but enough is enough. They're starting to voice their Their opposition to the way things are going, and that's the way we're going to help turn things around. You've said so many times, Mark, that it it didn't get this way overnight. We're not going to get better overnight. So we just have to be persistent in the way we we pursue. We got to pick and choose what we do, but we got to understand what's going on, pay attention to what's going on, and be willing. To, to get out there and voice our opinion and to take a stance on the way things are because it's, it's, it's not good right now.
2: No, it really and isn't, so. and it's something that's a, it's very dangerous, and it's it's headed in the wrong direction in many ways. But rather than just spend this entire show in a, as a Debbie Downer, I'd like to talk about a few good things, a few good news things. Granted, they're not happening at the federal level yet. Uh, we'll see what happens when the bills that we've talked about head into the Senate. But... There are some there are some good things that have happened, and I think people need to know about that as well. Uh, On February 26th, uh, that was just this last week, the House of Representatives passed uh, the National Resources Management Act of 2019, uh, which was actually Senate Bill 47. So uh, the House has sent the act uh, to President Trump, who said he will sign it into law. Um, It was passed with a 98 to 92 to 8 majority in the Senate. Uh, which is almost unheard of in these days. So you see at least some good news. That one actually is in Washington. Um, the uh, it called for the public lands package um, allows the um, measures beneficial to gun owners and sportsmen creates additional opportunities for hunting, shooting, and fishing permanently reauthorizes the land and water conservation fund and conserves and maintains fisheries in the wildlife habitat. So there's one that's that's one thing that gun owners are often decried as as evil and hunters are the ones who are, are terrorizing animals. When, in fact, if it wasn't for hunters, many of those animals would be extinct due to natural causes, because, uh, animals don't naturally manage their own habitat. That's something that humans have been doing on their behalf since before the Europeans came to this land. The Indians, the Native American population was here long before and managing uh, the, the the animal population for their benefit, for the benefit of the animals and also for the benefit of the human population. That's kind of what this is. And I think that's a great uh, piece of news. We don't get much good news out of Washington but that's one, and the other one that I'd like to talk about is here in Ohio, and that's the some so-called shockwave error fix. Um, it is the bill that uh, is correcting House Bill 228, which had one paragraph put in the wrong place that could potentially have uh, made most uh, rifles. Um, become illegal or become, you know, some sort of a, uh, a dangerous ordinance, which would have put them in a completely separate category. So that has been passed by significant majorities in both the House and the Senate, uh, each their own version. So those will have to be reconciled before it goes to uh, the governor for signature. But both of those bills include the emergency provision, which would make them go into effect immediately rather than waiting 90 days. So it's possible um, that they could go into effect before the bill goes into effect. And the bill that we're talking about is House Bill 228, was passed in the last session of the General Assembly, was vetoed by then-Governor Kasich and then was sent back to the House and Senate, and it was the, the veto was overridden. So it would have gone into effect then without his signature and will still. It took a while to find out exactly what the effective date was for that bill. We now have it. It's posted on uh, the Ohio Legislature website for House Bill 228 from the previous General Assembly, Assembly 132. You can go look it up there y- yourself if you'd like to do that. Uh, but the effective date is March 28th, and there were certain provisions that are not going to be effective until December 28th, and those were things that required some policy changes and things that that uh, more work to get into place. So that's part of the reason why those were delayed. But um, I think that that's good news. It's something that uh, is moving in the right direction. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of angst about that error having been discovered and a lot of uh, dire consequences that people had predicted as a result of that. Uh, it appears now that those will be able to get in uh, in place, the fix will get in place before any of those could possibly happen because th- that bill will never go into, into effect as it was written. It will be amended before that. All right, we're just about out of time. In fact, uh, this has been one of those really fast hours. Jeff, thanks very much for calling in from... Uh, from your brother's place and, and given a, your input on this as well. Again, this is Mark Avery and Jeff Pedro for Shooting From the Hip on AM 1290 News 95.7 WHIO.
0: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.